Wednesday. We're running a little bit late because the kids are out of school and it's craziness. It's officially summertime. How does that make you feel, Nick? I don't care if it's officially anything as long as it's warm outside. It is officially it's not officially warm. It's officially It could be 80 degrees in February and I'm good with it. It's and not warm it outside. Winter. It was kind of cold yesterday, which is a bummer because... I wanted to really enjoy the beaches, the parks, and all that comes with summer in Chicago. I think summer's good everywhere. What's happening in the market, Nick? Closing deals. <laughs> Closing deals. Closing Every deal. day. Honestly, I can't tell you what's happening. I wake up in the morning, I deal with a file problem here and there, and then I go to bed at night thinking about a problem on a different file, and then... Somewhere in the middle, close a bunch of them and you start all like over again. Really and start work. all over again and start all over again. <laughs> Let's and, not even go there. Let's go know, to the person the same, that actually does hustle, grinds, and it's in the trenches every day. Gets files done. How are you, Javi? I'm doing good, guys. Uh, Welcome glad back. to be back. I know it's been about two, what two weeks since I was here. Whoa, what's happening Wait, around here? Is this my first show with Nick back on the show? Yes, is it? Is it really? <laughs> Did you miss me, Nick? Where have you been? How dare you show up with fancy headphones <laughs> trying to outdo my fancy headphones? You know what? I was told the other day. I was like, Hey, Carla has her beats, but Nick. Has his beat, so I ended up getting I some headphones. Mine today. And it was crazy told me day. I had to step it up. So what are those? Bang and Olsen or something Kayden, fancy? I think. Look at that! I Look, he came in with bling headphones. He traveled back in time. That's it. Wait till you like see that. my diamond-studded beats that are coming next week. Hey, you know I, I told can't you, Yoda's you. back in the studio. I can't so let, I let you like, do this to me, man. Gentlemen, can we stop talking about fashion trends and introduce the real guests of today's show? The ones who are going to enlighten us about teams. Right? Well, is that what we're talking you know about what? today? I've been really impressed with this specific team. I just recently started transacting with them and actually, you know, got some deals in from some some of their uh, people on their on their staff. And I've been impressed. And I, that's why I kind of reached out to them, said, hey, if you guys would like to kind of showcase, tell us a little bit more about this whole team structure. Tell us what is going on, because I see all of these realtors who are putting up these fantastic numbers. Right. So we all know that there's no way one individual can possibly close these 150, 200 transactions per year. There's a team behind it. So, you know, allow me to introduce. I have Jose Ozuna and Israel Hernandez from the Luis Ortiz team. Guys, how are we doing this morning? Well, thank you so much for all the credibility. Um, that is one hell of a speech that definitely supports our team. So I'm very happy to be here. Good morning to everyone. This is definitely my first time doing this. So I'm definitely, definitely excited to be here. And uh, I guess your first time. Don't don't worry, man. You already sound better than Carlos. So let's just keep <laughs> moving it along. Israel Hernandez, another Israel? part of the team, another member. Hi, good How you morning. doing? How are we doing? Good. Good. Doing to well, ha- thank you. Good to have you, uh, guys. And it's Remax, by the way. It's the Luis Ortiz team, but you guys are uh, under the Remax brand, if I'm that, not mistaken. That's right. Um, based out of Berwyn, Illinois, as well. Uh, tell us a little bit about your team. I know that your team is more than uh, just you two, uh, and of course, Luis. I think you guys got quite a few people so tell us a little bit about your team and how many are in it and uh what you guys focus on well actually the uh the team has been has been developing very rapidly um obviously it started off as as one man idea type of thing you know just one man one plan and uh eventually you know it just started becoming something um very aggressive on his on his end started developing the whole team concept and obviously you know like every other team starts out with one one person, then it goes on to another. Then next thing you know, you just have a whole bunch of people just working off of the same common goal. Um, so it's been it's been one hell of a blast. You know, just uh, it's been very very exciting. And like I said, we're we're growing very rapidly. So how many are in the team? Right now, it's I believe thirteen of us total. 
Good Lord, that's not a team, that's an office. <laughs> right, right. Why don't you just call it's us Luis Ortiz's office? Hey, Luis, it's no longer a team if you're watching. It's an office. It's Luis Ortiz Remax office. Jesus Christ, that's, that's not a that's team. That's how we like to look at it, right? Jesus Christ, that's not a team. Well, um, give us a little bit more about the structure that's a city. of it, though, right? If you're talking about a team, yeah. typically you have a buyer specialist and a listing specialist, and so that's a team. So now you're talking about 13 active members within a name within Remax. Uh, because a lot of the consumers don't understand. If you work for Luis Ortiz, if you work for Remax, you work for a banker at properties. How does how's the structure? So within the company that is Remax, you guys formed a team that is thirteen big. So how is the structure? Who does what? Yeah, so it's um it's six licensed agents, okay. and you could say six or seven seven at this point um support staff, correct? So it's the the listing agent, which mm-hmm. is mostly Luis okay. uh, Luis Ortiz himself, and then it's buyer specialists, which we like to call them. Uh, such as Jose, myself, and uh, three others. Um, okay. uh, and then it's the support staff, which we have, uh, we like to call it the back end. Um, they never get the glory. They never get the glory. They do. Yeah. They're the but they're, 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 they're just as important. You, you they're, they're just as important. They're actually more of the, the core, most. right? The <laughs> <laughs> they're, what, they're what keeps everything going, really. Yeah, they're I the mean, glue. they're gone, yeah. everyone's standing still going, okay, now what? I, I never did that. I know Someone you could you that. could attest to this, right? Because right. you're you're a business owner, right? right. And I used sure. to always attest to it. Like if a mortgage banker, or one of the loan officers, was not in the office, business as usual. Business as usual. You when get a processor, processor missing, or an underwriter yeah. miss a yeah. day, everything, and all everything of a sudden it's a log down. jam and everything. So no, yeah. it's the offense and the defense. You guys Absolutely. need the other side to keep you guys moving. So it's very important. Actually, and that that is sorry about that, but um, that is uh, something that I really wanted to bring up. The transaction coordinator. I mean, everybody plays a huge role into the whole, you know, behind the curtains. I feel like, as a matter of fact, they almost deserve a little bit more credit than the actual agents um, ourselves. Because, You're preaching to the choir. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you I know, totally so get it. These guys have to put up with a lot. You know, yeah. they're, they're dealing with attorneys. They're dealing with other agents. They're dealing with, you know, everybody behind the scenes. So when it comes to, like, transaction coordinators, if I had to, you know, hand out a file to somebody else, I have to be talking to several people. I don't really have the time when you're handling such volume in the market. You know, it's um, it's it's very critical to have somebody to back you up like that. So especially when you're talking about transaction coordinators, um, you know that that's a humongous deal. That's a humongous deal. I don't. So take us take us through uh, a step by step process. I'm a new client and I want to. Uh, I essentially see an advertisement or a billboard or whatever with Luis Ortiz on it, and it says Luis Ortiz's team. You know. Right. So I'm applying to work with Luis for the most part. Or if there's a full team, uh, at that point I guess I'm going in blind and I'll take whoever's available. But how does it work? The, the client comes in, and let's just call that a lead per se. Uh, what goes on from there? How does whoever dispatches them make a decision on who to work with? Uh, as far as there's two buyer's agents in front of me. So how do I pick who gets it? You know, I mean, how does that <laughs> – what is the mentality of uh, – so a client knows what they're getting into – of the prospect going into the team and how does it flow out? Well, the best looking agent in the team gets the best lead. So we know that. For <laughs> so you're right. busy. So, so you're busy and you're broke, huh? Nick, right. no, yeah. Nick, Nick, Nick. Come on, man. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, I mean, it starts from the scratch. You know, obviously there is um, in the back end, we have everything from transaction coordinating to the most basic parts of it, which is the dialer. So that's how it all usually starts. Um, but it leads come from all over the place. You know, um, customers is what we call them, obviously, in the beginning. Um, you know, when they 
inquire for real estate purposes, it's either they, they can dial the team, which, you know, we have the dialer, which picks up the phone and starts off the whole process of it. Or we have a current client referral or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, but typically, let's just say that you just call, you know, the Lewis Ortiz office, the Lewis mm -hmm. Ortiz team. Um, starts from a dialer, greets you, you know, kind of um, asks all the questions to see where you're at as far as the buying process. Have you started um, seeing a lender, which is usually the most important step of all that, sure. you know, I would understand why people wouldn't do it that way first because they want to see the house of their dreams first and then see if they can afford that $2.5 million home. Right. Um, so after that, it goes on. We almost do like a matchmaking type of process. Okay. So it kind of goes to Lewis as well. And Lewis kind of matches us as far as, you know, what type of personalities. You know, I'm kind of like the most talkative one here. Right. Obviously, I think we can all agree that already. Right. Um, <laughs> Israel, you're still and, here, and right? And <laughs> if, he's, if he's more analytical and likes to get into, like, a lot of data mining, then yeah. it feels like that's the type of client that we have on right. range, it would go to him, for example. Exactly. So okay. if we see somebody that likes to be a little bit more, you know, just – stands there, listens, actually understands the client. Well, I do understand the client as well, but I tend to talk a little bit a lot right. you know, about the team and all of that. So at that point, then it goes assigned to the agent. And we have other agents also that you know have different personalities as well. So you kind of get all types of flavors and everything. What about flavor? A lot of flavor in Berlin, that's for damn sure. Um, <laughs> what about, uh, what about um, <clears throat> geographical location? I mean, do you, guys, do you guys break it up? I mean... Typically, all agents, even teams, like to focus in a centralized area, whatever that is, because they maximize their presence. Um, and usually that area consists of maybe five, six, ten suburbs. But do you guys break it up on, oh, okay, Israel over here is really good with places like Oak Lawn and Summit or something like that. And then, you know, uh, Jose's really good with Berwyn and Cicero. I mean, do you guys do that, or is it just really a personality test that you guys are feeling out for the most part? Sometimes we do do that. Um Based on that, based on knowledge of the area, if you say, oh, well, Jose is a little bit more knowledgeable over here, maybe, you know, he'll, he'll do better off with this client. Um, but mostly it is um, the allocation of time. You know, if we know, you know, this client wants to come in for an initial consultation at this time, uh, Jose or I are out of the office, then the logical choice is to give it to somebody who's there and available, of course. Availability so, is also availability, a deciding factor. Definitely. Yep. Okay. So who takes care Let's of the expectations that are set with your buyers? Like initially, you stated that you guys have a dialing system. You know, you guys have someone who's doing the prospecting for you guys trying to find these buyers. And then there's someone's obviously playing the matchmaker role where they're like, okay, well, this buyer specific maybe goes to this specific agent. Um, but in regards to the way that you guys are handling like the overall business, who actually does that first consultation with that client of actually going through that A to Z process? Um, whoever, whichever agent they meet with. Okay, so, so the agent that gets assigned, they're the ones who actually start the process out. Do they actually get pre-screened before they actually get to you? Where is the client at at the moment that they actually get introduced to you with that matchmaking process? They do. They get pre-screened uh, when they call in, so the dialer pre-screens them um, as much as they can, of course. And then once they, we see where they're at, then they meet with the agent and we do the rest. Okay. Well, you guys, we're talking a lot about like the structure within the company and how you're structuring and kudos to Elise for structuring this way because it works for you and that's why you guys are a successful team. Let's go back to the consumer and why this is important because you mentioned something about like there's billboards and there's names, there's a brand. So the brand in and of itself, it's Lisa Ortiz and someone calls in and says, I want to work with Lisa Ortiz. Uh, but what are the expectations? Well, you're on the same, you're, you, you got the same situation yourself. Yeah, but you're, I'm going to get to the question. You're a team too. Right. So what I'm saying is like the expectation is people want to work with Carla, right? And so what is the how do 
so what are the expectations of the consumer as to why do our teams important? What is it that you know came about that said I want to I want to I want to create a, a team because it is necessary in the marketplace? Because a lot of people just want to work with one person and they want that one person. All and the how time. do you deal with that? Yeah, so yeah. How do you that's deal the problem. That? Like if I I've met Luis Ortiz on several occasions. I mean we've obviously we work together at times and uh, have a business relationship and you know that's a that's a different personality. You know, he's you know when he's when he's working, he's dead serious. Well, and you know what? Not. I mean, I love the. So then, how do how do you you know you have this person? Sometimes people just meet him on the street, yeah. right? And I want to buy a house, and then he's like, "Well, call my office." Or sometimes you know? there's just that chemistry that that initial dialer gets. How do you deal with like answer a? I guess first Carlos' question, and then after that answer, how do you deal with the client says, "I want to really deal with Luis," you know, because Absolutely. you're gonna have that, right? I'm right. sure you've had it. Well, we have to make sure that we emphasize the fact that we are a team in, uh, we're a team indeed so we cannot stress that enough we have to continue on mentioning and keep representing the brand and not necessarily ourselves it's very easy to get caught up sometimes into just hey give me a call hey if you have any questions hey my name is Jose my name is Jose my name is you have to forget the i concept and keep remembering the fact that you're in a team so when it comes to why is it important for somebody to set the expectation, well, when it comes to us as agents, we need to set the expectation to the client, which is it's not just one person that you get to deal with. You know, we all work for the same common goal, and it is very important for you to be constantly being kept updated with what's going on with the whole buying process. I mean, a lot of people, I've heard this complaint many, many times before, which is agents have left, I mean, um, Clients have actually left other um, agents because of the fact that they were not getting updated correctly, you know, on time. They were just kind of being forgotten about. So, um, And you're not doing that update. You're the one showing the houses. There's somebody behind you that's actually constantly updating the client as well. I mean, proactively. I'm sure you update when they call you and they have questions, but there's somebody that's proactively doing it so the client's almost inundated with information, not confused or waiting. Is that what's going on? Um, well, yeah. I mean, it. The funniest thing is that we do not get off, you know, the actual file. That's not what we do. We, me as an agent, I still want to make sure that I'm constantly in touch with the client. Sure. So, although that we have people on the back end talking to the client, um, I make sure that I'm still keeping that connection between me and, and the client because they trust us. Ultimately, that's, you know, we're the primary face that they see. Everything else is pretty much a voice over the phone. Um, Lewis does meet with them, you know, sometimes they, they come into the office and they meet the entire team. But at the end of the day, you trust that person that the one you're going on the showings with and exactly. And Jose, I love the fact that you said that, you know, a lot of you're listening, you're hearing it a lot from your past, from your past clients that they are working with someone and that they're, they feel like they've been forgotten. Or how about this crazy market, right? It's multiple offer situations. There's not a lot of inventory. So you want to be readily available to show someone a property. And if you're working with one person, that person is not available. Of course, as a team, you're able to make sure that you facilitate that showing. So I feel like the market is shifting and there's a, it's a, there's a demand for right now, Walking in with an offer, so that's why I feel like there's more of a demand for team, a team structure versus that one-on-one client. And, and of course, keeping, uh, you know, like you're the, once you take that client, the client can't be afraid that you're going to pass them along for some, to someone else. Okay, let me pass you along to someone else. And they're like, wait, I, where did we left off? How do they know what I want? And, you know, now I have to start all over. This person knew exactly what I was looking for, and I got to go work, work somebody else. So what do you say to that consumer that says, I don't know if I feel comfortable with that structure? <laughs> Well, 
you know, it's it's uh, it, like I said, we continue on emphasizing the fact that you are not just working with one person. You know, you're working with multiple people and you need that entire support system. You you know, nowadays in such aggressive market, that's exactly what's happening. Like you mentioned before, all this multiple offers, all these things happening. It's kind of like leaving people kind of on the sidelines and they feel that they're not being taken care of entirely. So I, I feel like the main thing that is, is I, I like I, I have to always say team structure is always built on service. Right. Absolutely. That's why we're building the service. It's kind of like when you go to a high end restaurant, you're going to have your host. You're going to have the person who's going to come check on you. Make sure whether you have wine. When you go to the bathroom, you're going to have a towel person. It's all about service. It's all that a la carte type of thing. Why right? is the towel person always the nicest person in the building? <laughs> Do you ever notice that? Yeah, they're usually you go are. eat dinner, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then like the servers are good, the bartender's nice, but you know they're okay. But then you get into the bathroom, and when you know someone sees you half naked, they're the nicest person in the world. Right? Hey, and then they're just very, you know. So it's all about service, and <laughs> I think saying. that's the main thing where a lot of people are, you know, the whole team concept, right? So I get this a lot because I do like my own thing with my buyers, and I get a buyer who calls me back. Hey, Javier, my realtor hasn't called me. Yeah, in but two if you don't call days. me back, I'm just like, uh, wait, why are you calling me? Why are you? Why is your assistant calling me? Like. As a consumer, I mean, I still want to know, like, why it is that I want to work with your team versus you because you're the one I hired. Because this way they always have a point of reference. They have a single throat to grab at all times. That's why when I tell my agents and I tell my realtors, my insurance agents, my anyone associated with anything in my transaction, email me at closemyloan at thefederalsavingsbank.com. Why? That alerts everyone on my team. Right. Everyone knows what's happening in that transaction at all times. Right. So it doesn't matter whether or not it's me, Mo, Kathy, you know, Belinda, whoever it is on my team, they're going to jump on that and they're going to make sure that there's an immediate contact. That client is touched so that that way they feel special, that warm and fuzzy. Hey, you know what? Someone's actually taking care of me every single step of the way and I'm not here by myself. I can stress it enough right now just because it's not just the Luis Ortiz team, the Equity Partners team. It's all these other teams that I'm currently working with right now. Every person has a role. So I think it's important of just explaining what role every person is going to play. Like, hey, you know what? If there's going to be a situation where we're going to talk about the tax stamps or we have to talk to the attorney, you're going to talk to our coordinator. This is the person who's going to be the point of contact. Right. If it's something associated directly with the terms and conditions of our contract or something during attorney review – then you're probably going to side with your buyer's agent and with you know the head of the team, right. right? So it's just about setting up that structure of everyone has a certain role to play on the team. It's kind of like I always say a team is a team, right? You have a quarterback, you have a receiver, you have a running back. Well, you can't have your wide receiver always asking for the damn ball. You know, you have to play your specific role in order for the team to succeed, and I think that's what's very important with these teams when they're running and operating efficiently – because that way you're able to touch as many people, you're able to service as many people, right. and you're able to close as many people and put them into their homes on a timely manner. And that's the, that's the key as well, right? So you're talking about different roles when it comes to being a boutique shop versus a volume shop. And those are two different types of structures for business plans, right? A consumer is not going to understand why it is that you felt that you needed to build a team. But when you're transacting and closing that many units a year, then you have to do that. But then you're going to be lacking that customer service because if you're pushing through all these files, which is where you're in the REO world or the short sale world where you're pushing just files, 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 there's not that connection with your clients. There's not that concierge service. But 
for people who don't understand our, the role that a realtor, realtor plays, they have to understand that the realtor does an intake. We do the consultation. We need to know what it is that you're looking for, right? And as the seller, how long is it going to take us to sell your property and for how much? So we have that consultation. How long are you planning to stay in this property? And, you know, why do you need to move? That's the consultation. After that, you have to bring in an attorney. You have to bring in an inspector. You have to bring in an appraiser. You have to bring in a, maybe a stager or a painter. So there's that many levels of services that we provide. So with the team, you're basically just bringing it in-house and saying I'm not going to be the facilitator of all that information but I'm still going to control the transaction so when it comes to shifting from a volume type of business and still be able to do it successfully you guys have created a team and that's why we're advocating for our consumers to understand that a realtor plays many roles and then when you're when you're closing that many files of that many units you do need a team correct is that what is that what you guys were seeing in the field um, yeah you're absolutely right we do see that and a huge part of that, like you said, is setting that expectation. You know, there's somebody here to, to guide you 24-7 almost every step of the way, answer a question, whatever it may be. Um, that way we, there's nobody left behind, so to speak, nobody left in the dark as far as the clients goes. Right. I mean, and here at, at uh, Market Overdrive, we wanted to elevate your real estate IQ. And I keep saying that all the time, but it's more about, like, why is it necessary? I mean, Nick, you've built... You've built a team. You own a company. If you've owned a company from a very young age, so you have a lot of experience. But we're talking about agents who are rookies and are becoming teams because they're seeing that, well, I have so many leads and I don't know how to work them. But, you know, they don't know how to work them from the core. There's a you've aligned yourself with an expert. But what do you say to somebody that has a team and doesn't even know what they're doing? Like, what are the expectations? What should consumers well, there, be looking for? There's a fine line here, though. I've built an office, and I, that's why I joked. You guys, so many people are on your team, it might as well just be called an office. But um, the reality is when you hire, I think the consumer needs to understand that uh, a team in real estate is still essentially an agent with his own philosophy within an actual office. So the, so if you're hiring the Luis Ortiz team, they're, they're still in the Remax, I think it's called Signature, right? Remax Partners. Remax Partners, Okay. So they're in the REMAX partner's office. Now, some people, in my case, is totally different because most people want to apply at iLoan, my mortgage company. They don't know, nor do they really care who that lead goes to because they're just applying with the company. All my advertisements go out as a company, not as the Nick Mametti team. You know, And I think that's where there's a slight variance here with realtors. Their advertisement doesn't go out as REMAX partners. Their advertisement goes out as the Luis Ortiz team. There might right. be people in REMAX partners that don't advertise at all that you would never know of that are not part of his team. Um, and I think that uh, that's the fine line here that consumers need to understand. It's like, you know, the elephant in the room. Why should I even stand uh, or, or why should I? What's the difference to me? You know, we talked about this a little bit before the show started. Why should I worry about there being, am I working with a team or if I just found one really good standalone agent? Because let's face it, standalone agents that are good still do exist. They Absolutely. just don't want to have the have the headache of mentoring and teaching and, and too many clients. They want to be able to pick up and go on vacation when they want to. I mean, when you have a team, you have an office, you have a business. Luis Ortiz has the same responsibilities essentially that I do, as do you. When you leave, things don't stop working. Right. So I guess that is one benefit that answers my question a little bit, but the reality is, is like, but why? I mean, I just want to deal with, the, you know, why should I worry about going into a pipeline of 13 and maybe there's a weak link in that 13. Maybe there's one person that drops the ball every day or had a bad day and now the system isn't moving smooth. 
you know, where I could just go to, let's say Carla was an independent agency. I know she's good. I'll just use her. Oh, what would you say you to those? Say I'm good. I, I love said that. You're that's an example. Me. Thank you. Say that let's again. not get out of hand. Can we? Can we? I'm you know, let's not get out. But why? Why would somebody? You know, if you can help me out on why would somebody bother with a whole team? Even even if it's a great team, by the way, versus just well, that's just a great realtor over there. Right. Who wants to hit that one? Go ahead. At least you're like, oh, dude, don't do this to me. Uh, <laughs> I got to do it. I'm the bad guy in the show. If I don't do it, no one's gonna do it. Like, this show sucks. So I'm, I have to be the jerk. Because he is. Because I am. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with, besides uh, knowledge and experience, you know, together we bring over 15 years of experience. I'll take that. Um, That's a good answer right there. Apart from that is availability. Like I said, we're, there's always going to be somebody available to, to show you. If, if I'm out on a showing, you want to see this house right now, right now, hey, Jose, can you do the showing for us? That's another great answer. So, I mean, I think that has a lot to do with it. So speed. Speed, availability. And knowledge. Um, and, knowledge, and yeah. like you said, I mean, role repertoires, right? And and personalities, because not every buyer is going to gel with somebody that we're not going to build report with everybody. So I love the fact that you guys have a, a group of different agents that you could say, well, that person is more of a millennial. Uh, we had Sony on the studio last week, and she talked about meeting with her clients face to face because they want to sign everything in writing. They want wet signatures. They don't want to do DocuSign. They don't want to do electronic signatures. So mm-hmm. if someone is, say, maybe a baby boomer or an older, you know, and that's the kind of service that they are expecting because not to say the baby boomers are not <laughs> tech savvy <laughs> because I have a lot of them in the Gold Coast that are like everything's tech. But, you know, if you have that kind of mentality where you want to meet with someone in person or you have a language barrier, you want to speak with that person in your language at, at in the office, then you have different agents that are able to facilitate that kind of service, correct? Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that although that Israel elaborated mostly what it is, um, beneficial about working with our team in specific um it's also our our culture you know it's um it's our foundation it's what Luis ortiz wanted to ultimately inspire the entire team upon um it's a very principal idea that he makes sure that he emphasizes to us um how important it is for us to not ever forget that we are here creating something bigger than just business this is this is a relationship that we create with our clients. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of have a core foundation, which is we love, we serve, and we care. And that is something that we transmit onto the client. They feel that. There are people that I still talk to after a year and a half that I've been with the Lewis Ortiz team that, <laughs> I mean, we're pretty much friends. You know, we're pretty much friends. We have our happy hours. These guys come in still, you know, after they've bought with us or they've sold and they have no business relationship or whatsoever, at least happening at the moment. But, you know, we already have that, that warmth, that touch. And it's, it's things that people do not forget. Right. Because it's easy to treat somebody as a number because you're about to make me money. <clears throat> but the real challenge is create a friend. Right. So you're insinuating that the cons- customer retention is far greater on a team than it could possibly be with an in- individual Realtor. Not to say that a real individual can't have friendly relationships with their clients, but you're saying it's almost impossible for them to stay on top of them as it's much. About the experience. And, and a lot of the times, what's the statistic of like how many when people sell if they use their the person who helped them buy? Like it's actually like really low. It's like they only it's like only thirty percent of people who actually sell their home use the agent who initially helped them buy. 
Well, but you're talking that. about like just because you're not touching that client or you're not reaching no, out to that client. In a lot oh. of cases, I always say it's all about the service in the transaction, right? But I, I want to, yeah, I want to focus on that. you have bad service throughout a transaction, you're not going to go back to that specific client. That's why like one thing that I preach with my team is they need to have the same demeanor that I have with my clients as well because they're a representation of me. Right. So like service is definitely good for that, you know, when you're trying to get referrals from clients or you're trying to give them that, you know, I always kind of go with that perfect mortgage experience type of quote. But it, that's what exactly it is. It's customer service is relentless. You know, the work ethic of making sure that everything is going to get done on time, whatever expectations you've set with that client are going to be fulfilled so that that way you do build that friendship and that partnership. We've had several clients that we've closed where they're texting us and they're inviting us to their housewarming parties and things like that. So service is very important. And I think that sometimes that one single agent is definitely going to be able to do that, right? They're going to be able to provide it. But it depends how many transactions that one single agent is handling because we know that there are single agents out there who are sometimes handling anywhere between 10 to 15 transactions, and sometimes things can start unraveling if they don't have that support structure. Right. Whereas with the team, if you are going to be that person where you're trying to help as many individuals, you're trying to touch as many people as possible, trying to help as many people buy a home or make an investment, purchase a, a three-unit, four-unit investment property, it's all about – being able to provide service so that that way they remember that and they keep coming back for more or sending you business, referring you to their friends and family. And I think that that's probably one of the most important things in regards to when you're building this team structure is don't just consistently think of just the units and the volume. Think about what got you to be able to build that team service. Yeah, I think we, we're we talking about service, and at the end of the day, every consumer, every person that's listening to us today um, understands that everybody has a need for customer service, right? I always tell my team, give the clients the kind of service you expect for yourself. So I love the fact that you guys said, we care, we serve, um, and we love, right? I, I love that. It's a great mantra because at the end of the day, um, and in the areas that you guys are transacting, unfortunately, there's not that many agents who are walking around with that kind of mentality. So it's good that you guys are raising the bar in those uh, those areas. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, we have companies like Disney, right, Coca-Cola or the Ritz-Carlton, those type of experiences that are not being given to those communities because they're like, oh, you know, they're naive. They're not knowledgeable consumers. And so we're just going to take the care of the transaction and not even interpret the information or just not give them the opportunity to understand what they're doing um, because, you know, they're so trusting and we're just going to go with it. But you're taking this kind of service mentality into neighborhoods that have actually have a huge demand for it because no one else is doing it. So kudos to you guys um, because you are doing that. I mean, we do it up here, and that's the expectations because unfortunately, because we do have more savvier investors. We have invest not to say that your average price point is not high over there, but again, the lack of information from those consumers doesn't demand that they request so much from our agents. So I love the fact that you guys are transacting in that manner in those areas, Nick. You just lost me. How did I lose you? <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of understand. I'm it sorry, but have you? You're not a realtor, so you're I, not I in trenches. I don't know. I no. had a, I had I'm a not in trenches. Okay, here I we had, go again. Well, you're what, not. What do I do again? I don't understand. You're, you're just, the bad guy. Just, I'm the bad you're guy. You're just Lucifer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For example, for example, I had a listing I'm not right in, trenches. in this area, in particular, uh -huh. um, and I had an agent show up to my client's house. And because it was on a sentry lock, they walked into my client's house. They knocked on the door, and my client said, I was having dinner with my daughter who was visiting for this weekend only, and I said no showings. I apologized and said I never authorized that showing. This agent was in the neighborhood and felt that, you know what, the property's on the market. My clients want to see it. I'm going to walk in there. I'm going to knock on the door of the clients and show them the property. That's unethical. 
because as a community, realtors need to respect the guidelines and the kind of service that I'm trying to provide to my client. I know my client needs to sell. I, need, I know my client is in a short sale situation, so unfortunately he's in a financial you know, hardship, and he does need to sell. But I'm sorry if my client wanted to take that weekend off to hang out with his daughter, correct? Absolutely. So if you have clients or people who are showing properties without confirmation, people who are transacting and, and uh, practicing real estate without a license, uh, people who don't understand customer service, th those are the kind of things that I'm saying that are negated in certain areas. And you guys with your team structure or, you know, the customer service that you're trying to elevate in those areas are providing that. That's all I was freaking saying. Can we take this show back? Because <laughs> after a 10-minute monologue from Carla Mina, you start to be like, oh, geez, I was explaining Louise. and nobody was saying oh, anything. Oh, my God. Well, no one got a chance to I'm say anything. <laughs> your little motor kept yeah. going, your little oh, Energizer bunny. Like, come on. <laughs> Give us a break. What daughter, she was trying to say is what uh, she's trying to say is that, uh, that you're efficient. See, I like him too. That's all you had to say. <laughs> That's all you had to say. In one word, no, efficient. it's not. It's customer service for our clients. People don't expect it. No, and that they and that's should. that's a humongous deal. That's the problem. I I um there's actually a book that I was just reading recently, and it it goes. It's based on on customer service. You know, and it's reads books. I'm sorry. Nothing. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> I just okay, look at somebody, magazine pictures. Somebody's joining the dark team over there. I can I see just, that. I just yeah, look at magazine you. pictures, but go ahead. You read a book. <laughs> read a book. <laughs> I haven't finished the book, okay. But um, the whole point is that it, it, it's, it's actually um, it's inspired by customer service and how today's, in today's market, you know, people have forgotten that very essential idea, which is what we're bringing back to reality we are not attempting to do this we are making it happen and that's why we are having the level of success that we're having we are not focusing on volume we are not focusing on making money we are focusing in building relationships and that is what ultimately is bringing success to us so um we need to make sure that we are constantly reminding each other that this is this is this is a world that that needs that type of service. You know, we're delivering that to our clients, and the book is based on that. It's become so normal to have mediocre service that people expect that nowadays. They're not going to complain if they got bad service. They'll probably even come back to the. I want to go to real estate. Yeah, I don't think that because that don't happen in our yeah. world. They get some bad service and they are on the phone. <laughs> you're fired. If they're one day behind, you're like, "What's well, taking forever? This is the worst lender." It's like you, you just took your app yesterday. To my text I that I sent yeah. you five yesterday. minutes ago. Clients texting me at midnight. Is this going to close? How about a real? Am I going to get approved? The contract and tells no. you if you order the appraisal like. Well, you know what? Later. Kudos, kudos to those clients because guess what? It is a very big market. So if we are not performing up to standard then I wouldn't come back to, to a person who's not paying attention to me either. So if the, set, if the standard is being held to that level, then I'm glad for those people. Let me ask you this question. If I'm put into your team and I'm you know, designated to, let's just say, for example, uh, Israel, and I absolutely just don't, you know, what you guys thought would be a good match, and we go out on a couple appointments and you know, me and my, um, my wife don't agree with whatever he's showing us and we don't like the way he's handling us, has... What happens then? Do I just leave the whole team, or oh, are you no, guys quick to, to are you guys person. quick to <laughs> switch cool. them around? Sometimes it's just a chemistry issue between people. You think or you're gonna is. hit it off, they don't. They absolutely can't stand each other. What in the normal world, I just quit this realtor and go find a new one, right? Yeah. How do you guys handle a situation like that? Not, not, I know what you're gonna tell me. It never happened, right? <laughs> that never happens. Okay, but if it did, especially never to me. Let's say if it did. <laughs> 
How would you guys handle a situation like that? Uh, well, that's why we do have damage control in the office. Um, it's a team of 13. Somebody's going to get on the phone with you, find out what happened, uh, see how we could fix the issue, and definitely transfer you to, not transfer you to, but, you know, redirect you to another agent who we feel will be a better fit. Uh, I just find out what Luis Ortiz does. That's fine. <laughs> I know what he does now. Okay. We're not, so so not, try to break the loose. Other than beating policy. up on lenders. Um, with everything that's right? going on uh, with technology <laughs> and everything being so fast-paced, everybody wants information readily available. What kind of technology should our consumers expect um, to help them you know, through these transactions? Well, we actually do have various tools. Um, one of them is actually, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you guys are familiar with it. It's called Listing Book. Um, I know that we're kind of putting our, our little secret recipes out there, but um, it actually it, it helps the client to um, do their own searches just the mm -hmm. same way as we agents do. A lot of the times, people focus a lot in those, you know, and I don't blame anyone for doing it. I mean, I myself was, was a victim of it once upon a time, which is, you know, looking on Redfin, on Zillow, on Trulia, and you're doing all these, you know, <laughs> researches. And, I mean, it, those are the tools that you have available when you don't have an agent. Unfortunately, these, these third-party websites, you know, which is what we like to um, call them, it's um, they don't have the most updated information. And we go under the misconception that this house is available. When you're looking into yeah. it, you're obsessing about it. Next thing you know, we get a call about this one particular address saying, hey, Jose, or hey, Louis, or hey, Israel, you know, I'm super interested in this house. Go ahead and, and, and set up a showing for me, please. I'm excited to see it. This is the house of my dreams. Guess what? It hasn't been on the market for the last six months. Did you hate you know? it when that happens? Oh, my God. It's and the I worst. Need, we need Third to, party websites. Third party websites. That's what I call it. That's a whole other show that we need to do quickly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I want to beat up on the 800-pound gorilla Zillow. And I want to beat up on Trulia. And I want to kick the shit out of a lot of those You're places. Cursing. I'm cursing on what? My daughter's in the studio. We're on Facebook. She's seen, she's heard words from your older son, I'm sure. And we're talking about Zillow, so kudos Zillow. to you. Zillow, let's yes. do it. I am ready to wow. blast away. <laughs> and you're Zestimate. We're coming but, for you guys. One of these shows yeah, coming up. For sure. I'm going to have to find blog. a Zillow. But let's go back to that. Seriously, guys, you don't understand the, the craziness that we go through because I know it's an overwhelming process. We don't have a lot of inventory. And they call us, and they do, in fact, say that, oh, this property's what we want, and like you said, it's been expired or sold in 1998. Like, it's crazy. And they think we don't want to sell it. And, or know? they say, or well, we you don't have it. access to everything or you're not showing us everything that's available or she couldn't find us something. And that's why when I, as soon as I meet with my clients, I tell them, everybody that works, you can work at Remax, you can work at App Properties, Cobalt Banker, any company, that you, whatever. We all subscribe to the multiple listing service. That that's is right. the mother of all. Even if you're for sale by owner. You're paying somebody so they can put you into the multiple listing service. So remember, the multiple listing service is where every realtor puts in all their listings. So Everyone. if something's on the market, REO, or foreclosure, short sale, auction, anything, even HubZoo properties are going to come up in the MLS. That's right? right. That's right. It syndicates to these third-party websites. So the third-party websites are actually stealing our data correct and so don't assume that they have the most updated information because they don't update if it's pending they don't update if it's a rental and it's already there's already an application in there they'll just close it out or they'll just keep it on why because they're using our information to generate leads because they're going back to selling it to us as advertising as advertisement or an opportunity for us to to get generate leads and so that's not why you should always work with the realtor a realtor is always so realtor technically funding Something that's causing them a headache? Correct. 
That's because at one point the association allowed them to have access to this information because we wanted to expose, we wanted to expand the exposure of our listings. And so we allowed these third par party websites, specifically Zillow, to go ahead, or you know, all of them, to go ahead and have access to the information because we're always looking to optimize our clients' exposure. And so we allowed them to do that, and now they're charging us because more consumers want to know more about this property, so they're going back to say, hey, if you want to be that premier agent, go ahead and spend $5,000, $8,000, $10,000 a month, and you get that role. But our consumers don't understand that. They don't, they don't understand that. They don't, and I've actually had that frequently because you know I do like my own Facebook advertising and stuff like that to try to get consumers you know, to go ahead and apply for home mortgages, and sometimes they're working with someone already. And it baffles me when I ask them, like, you know, because I do my own intake with them and letting them know that their agents are going to send them, you know, listings through the MLS. They're going to select interested, not interested, whether or not they want to show it. Just because I know when I purchased a home, what it takes to make sure that you're following through with your MLS searches. I said, they're not going to be spam emails. Every time you get an email from your agent from MLS, it's a new property that's hitting your criteria, your search parameters. And I kid you not, 50% of the time people are telling me, oh, my agent told me to go on HomeSnap. Or my agent told me to do well home snap is it's no correction home snap is part of, of the mls right but they're using home snap they're using trulia they're using no no, all no of you're these not mobile you're confusing home snap is an extension of the mls trulia zillow redfin those are third-party websites but home snap you're able to access our mls by us giving you access through this new program okay so then home snap so, is definitely something that can it's be used a little bit more as yes, a conjunction more, with mls yeah it's more active correct oh, correct snap. absolutely oh, the same thing as listing book i mean it's all um it's so within the concept of the MLS, so yes, I mean, not the concept, I'm sorry, but it is directly fed from the MLS, and whatever you see there, it is definitely accurate. Okay. Yeah. Because like a lot of the times, they're coming in like literally with Zillow apps, with Trulia, with Redfin, with everything, and that's their search because they don't even have that trust with the agent well, that they're working with as well, too. That's where customer service comes into place, and with these gen the gentlemen are talking that's about the leading the go. transaction, yeah. and you're leading the consultation where you're explaining to them how these third-party websites work, and also, you know, like you're, you're following up on them. Right. If you've decided that you don't want to be in this neighborhood anymore, you've expanded their search. And that's kind of the customer service that we're talking about today. Correct. Absolutely. So um, going back to technology and to facilitate making sure that the, the transaction goes from inception to closing. What else are you using? Like, um, you know, some of these systems like DocuSigns or, you know, what what is the, how how do you guys keep the the communication, the channels of communication open DocuSign. within your. Doesn't everybody use DocuSign by I'm now? I'm just I want to know. Do you guys what use computers? <laughs> Do you guys have cell phones? I'm leaving today. I, uh, I still use the fax once, once in a while. What else are you guys using that helps you make become better agents? Do you do you have internet? Come on, Carla. Of course they're using DocuSign. I wanted to know what kind of channels, what kind of systems are they using to communicate with no, the team? No, sp because she's spying, dude. Don't tell her. <laughs> she's going to take it and use it for her own team. Don't give it to her. This is about the benefits of using a team versus not. Every realtor is pretty much using a lot of I'm that sorry. Stuff. It's, she's you, I don't, don't think you've forgotten that don't I am the host of Market Overdrive and I'm a realtor on the show. And so I'm inviting other realtors to come on the show to elevate our audience's real estate IQ. So I'm she asking them. She is one them. of the hosts of Market Overdrive. She is the, the worst <laughs> half of the hosts of Market Overdrive or the worst third of the hosts of Market Me and Javier are the better two thirds. I'm a co host. And right? she is a team. She's Can a team. An aspiring team leader. Wow. Real team there builder. There is no right tension here. in this room Are at you all. Done? No, there's at no all. tension. Nope. No. But, <laughs> but, parting words, because we are 40, 45 minutes in. I mean, what would be your advice 
on how to, I guess, the one thing that if everyone's listening, they've probably made a decision whether they work with a team or work with an individual. And hopefully you guys proved your case. I think you did. Um, but if you're, you know, the one question I would have if I'm a consumer is, well, how do I know what team to pick? Because teams are popping up now like weeds. They're everywhere. Almost nobody that's a great agent is standing alone anymore. They're, they're all mentoring, taking on agents underneath them, and, and that's probably the best way for newer agents that are coming into the business to join a team because they're going to learn from somebody that's been around uh, versus just being new and kind of being stuck in the corner of an office with no help. You know, And I think that my question, if I'm a consumer, is, okay, there's the Luis Ortiz team, there's the uh, John Smith, John Doe teams, there are all these other teams. Now, how do I pick a team? Okay. What do you decide on? Well, like I said, um, it really goes back down to basics. It goes back down to our culture. Um, and that's what makes us stand out from, from every other team that is forming out there. You know, like you said, it is becoming popular. Um, it's inevitable for this concept to start becoming popular because it's being so successful, you know. So in today's market, the way that it is, it, it's so aggressive and there is so much inventory moving around and there's so many buyers at the same time. There's just, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm mistaken. There's really not much inventory moving around. There's an excess amount of buyers. So, yes, it's it's starting to become a very popular concept. However, it goes back down to culture. It's... um. You know, how can you compare um, someone who, like I said, is going to treat you as a number or, you know, as as just a business, basically, um, versus somebody who is going to treat you? I mean, I, I want to say like family. I, I kind of want to go that far. Like I said, I've, I've, I still form those relationships. I still deal with those with those clients. Um, we've gone over to their to um, their housewoman parties. You know, the whole team, we've been there. Um, bringing cigars over, you know, just just having a good time. And that's what we've been focusing on to make sure that we're building those relationships. Um, I feel like that's what makes us stand out. What do you think, Israel? Um, I think ultimately, if I can say this, why would you not want to work with a team who has the number one Latino agent in Illinois on it? Um, oh, ouch. You can say it. I love it. As long as it's simple. true, you can say it. The numbers, it's validated. The numbers speak for themselves. I'm, hey, you know what? I would have said it earlier. Well, I'm saying but it now. You can say Nick. it now. Better late than never. Right. So that's <laughs> that's pretty much what it comes down to, more or less. And, of course, love, serve, and care. I cool. love it. And I think that's important because, like you said, when people are searching for a realtor, they're looking for that one person, right? And you guys have aligned yourself with a professional who has experience and definitely has the volume, has proof that they he's you know created a brand for himself because people are going to hire him, but that's you're an extension of the service that he's built. So kudos to you guys. I think that's um, one of the best questions for when you're shopping for a realtor to look to hire somebody. Look for their experience because, of course, he's trained you and, and to walk the way he's walking and, and taking care of transactions, correct? I mean, Javier, you work with the team before, so you understand um, and you've proven results because you've closed deals with them and you understand you know, your clients have been very happy with the no, service. No, absolutely. You know, they've been happy with their service. And I think one of the things that you were kind of alluding to a little bit earlier, a lot of this team structure is sometimes something that is usually only handled like in these like, you know, million dollar homes or some, some of these luxury type of offices. Right. So it's good that, you know, we're looking into some of these communities that are, you know, underserved and everything else. And you guys are bringing that kind of quality service. Like I, for a fact, as a lender, I like working with people who have their stuff together, right? Yeah. If I need a title update, if I have a question regarding an issue that the client is not aware of, 
because I'm always on the grind and I'm always on the go, I need my response immediately. And having that team concept allows me to be able to react, be able to make decisions on that file to make sure that it gets to the closing table on time. So for me, having that team structure is definitely pivotal because it allows me to do what I need to do. And at the end of the day, who doesn't want to get two for the price of one, right? <laughs> you're going to get all this customer <laughs> service doesn't? and you're going to get you're going to basically get paid the same um, I can't deal Just with same. you today. I just can't cope. Two I'll take one. two for the price of one, three for the price of one, <laughs> four for the price of one. And it keeps going on and on. Wrong and just the next. more the Wrong. merrier. Hey, the, what was the title of the show? The masses or the many versus the one? The Why is it better to work with a team versus individuals? Right. And not only that, Ho- Jose also he sings pretty good too. So huh? you <laughs> strike me as a as a as a singer, <laughs> as a singer. Latin lover type singer. I was hoping this we could get a little something. Let's please not go there. Let's right. please, please. Let's play. wrap this bad boy up. Let's get some contact information, <laughs> fellas. It was great to have you on the show. Give us some contact information. How do we get a hold of you guys? Or I should say, how do we get a hold of Luis Ortiz team? Give us a phone number, email. Uh, MoneyGram account, whatever, you know. <laughs> uh, you could definitely call the office, 708-484-2300, or email us at LuisOrtizSells at gmail.com. Awesome. Facebook, like us on Facebook. That simple enough. Luis Ortiz team. That was simple enough. Ortiz team. Who wants to wrap this? But what about you, man? How do we get a hold of you? Uh, Javier Garcia, the at Federal Corp. Savings Com. Bank. No, I'm just kidding. NMLS 277343. You are on it today. You guys can always reach me at com. You know, we're always here to help. I think the one thing that I can always uh, attest to is just make sure that you're meeting with the people that you want to work with. You're making the most important transaction um, that you're possibly going to purchase in your whole life. So make sure you're meeting with the people. Meet with them. Make sure you have chemistry and you know make the best decision for you because a lot of the times teams work sometimes you're looking for that single point of person who is going to hold your hand and pick up every single phone call the entire way so just make sure that you're setting the expectation of whether you want to work with the team or whether you want to work with a single agent love it why don't i get a drum roll when i do the ending let's just do it anyways (laughs) team building why you work with a team versus dealing with an independent independent agent we had today's guests, Israel Hernandez and Jose Osuna, both of the Luis Ortiz team based out of Berwyn, Illinois. Thank you guys for coming. Hopefully you learned something, at least from these two young rising stars, as well as Javier Garcia and myself, because I know you probably didn't learn anything from Carla Mina, but we will be back here again next Wednesday where you can learn a lot of stuff from me and Javier and maybe listen to some of Carla Mina here at Market Overdrive Wednesday, 10 a.m. Follow us on Facebook, like of course, Twitter account, at Market Overdrive. <laughs> You can look us up at YouTube, and last but not least, we are on podcast with the WGN family. Oh, and of course, you can also catch these shows on our website at www.marketoverdrive.com. Next week, I have no idea what we're talking about, but we will let you know (laughs) during the week sometime what the next show is all about. But I will tell you this, going off of today's topic, we are going to be bullying some online third-party websites coming up soon. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. I might work on that project myself. So You're welcome. 10 a.m. next Wednesday. Thanks again, guys, for coming. Say hi to everybody at the team back in Berwyn, and we will see you guys next week. Bye.